Floats one down the sideline and between two defenders. Yo, what's good, Atlanta Falcons family? Welcome to the Daily Dirty Bird Podcast. We back with another episode. I'm your host, Matt Sapp, and I'm here with Coach Crown Roberts, Oscar Daniels, Jeff Lehner, and Evan John there. So week seven, we went down to Miami, baby. Hey, we got that W in Miami. Uh, three and three now. Things looking really interesting in Atlanta. We only one win away from our win total from last year. Uh, the new regime coming in here, giving us some hope. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we haven't had a, a winning record in three years. So uh, these next four games going to be really, really interesting. Uh, I think we all in the group agree that uh, in this podcast group, we agree that uh, these next four games are going to kind of set the tone for the rest of the season. You know, whether or not we're, we become wild card contenders or whether or not it just turns into us seeing how many wins we can get and, and uh, you know, go from there. But uh, the first topic of this week is Kyle Pitts. And damn, if he didn't do the damn thing on National Tight End Day, uh, you know what I'm saying, 163 yards on seven receptions, 471 yards through the first six games. I mean, uh, just a record-setting week. What you thinking, Coach Crown Roberts? Man, look here. They're going to have to deal with Pitts, man. They're going to have to deal with Pitts. We- let me tell you something. Today, today, what the coach did was when he when he made it where an outside linebacker and a safety had to get pits. Look, man, look, bro. If you want to play really, if you want to play really like a number one receiver, bro, you gonna have to deal with pits in the slot. And good luck with that. Cause Matt Ryan didn't have no. See, Matt Ryan can man. Matt Ryan can put them balls into them tall receivers like that. Man, good luck with that. Good luck. Good luck with that, boy. Hey, actually, so, a lot of people wanted to talk about that earlier in the year. How uh, Kyle Pitts didn't come out and just flash right away, and I think it's kind of funny that like uh, Arthur Smith calls calls him on the place he needs him most for yards, and like it's it's almost it's not. I mean, Calvin Ridley's the guy, but if Calvin Ridley's gonna take the number one coverage, you, yep. like you said, Kyle Pitts gonna eat all day. Yeah, he's gonna eat. And the crazy the thing game, about it when is, when the game's on the line, he's gonna get the ball every time. And the crazy thing about it is this, man. You saw it in the game. They went, they went man up. That's when he, that's when he did the out route to the outside and killed them for two deep passes. When they did the zone, that's when he caught Gabriel and uh and uh and uh Ridley. Sitting down in the zone for that that third that third and fifteen man was a cover three because they were spying pits over the middle and Ridley I mean Gage Gage I think ran straight up and just sat down when he when he got on his knee and caught that third and fourteen and that's what you're gonna get up that's what you're gonna get every game if you, if you want to play big and you want to bump Ridley and our small receivers then you got then you got you got one on one with coverage and it, it what's so smart about Arthur Smith is is that he's not running the tight end up the seam so a safety can help over the top. He's running him up and taking him to the outside on the sideline. That way it's one-on-one coverage. The safety can't get over there quick enough, and he's killing him, man. He, man, I'm telling you, man, that's a big matchup, man. That's a problem. Yeah, I think somebody said it earlier, but I think the expectation of him coming out like week one and balling out was completely absurd. I mean, even, you know, did we see Jamar Chase ball out? And, I mean, just looking at, you know, how long did it take Travis Kelsey, you know, and – George Kittle and, you know, even some of the people, some of the tight ends that were supposed to be super good, Evan Ingram coming out, you know, they say that tight end is one of the hardest, if not the hardest positions to translate over the NFL. You got to learn blocking schemes. You got to learn body positioning. You got to learn, you know, route running. You need to understand defenders, you know, leverage. It's much different, even if you did play in the SEC, but 
I think I, I think he's now on pace to break the rookie the the rookie record for season receiving yards by tight end. You know, it's just it's coming at the right timing because the schedule coming up is super brutal in my opinion. You got Carolina at home next week. You go to New Orleans. Then you play Dallas, which I think will be a shootout. And then you have a Thursday night game against New England, whose defense is always, you know, is always stellar. So I think him getting his feet under him, especially coming off the bye week, was super crucial for this offense. But it's also super crucial for him to start gaining that confidence and understanding like, hey, if I'm one on one, I can win these matchups. And if you're going to leave me open, get me in space. I think I can take anyone head on. And as Evans mentioned, uh, tight end being one of the toughest positions to just transition to in the NFL. I mean, Pitts has just, since he's walked in the door, obviously day like game one, it wasn't a hundred yards receiving for seven catches, two touchdowns, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, he's making plays blocking. He's learning how to become a complete NFL tight end. And you've started to see down the stretch. Now they're getting him more involved because they trust him. They know, yeah, he's a rookie tight end, but he's got the skill set of more than that. So they trust him and they're going to use him. And he showed up every time they've relied on him. He's been there. Well, I think the reason that the expectation is is so high is is because he was drafted fourth overall. So you got, I mean, that that is that's just one thing you got to always remember is, um, the, the he was brought in specifically to to make change not to ease his way in or to learn behind anybody. Um, and then again, we're a fan base who really thought, I guess, or thinks or expects like uh, you're going to do, you're going to pick him that high. Then he better, you know, show why he was drafted that high game one. But um, I, I can kind of see why, but I, again, I, I am, I am at least realistic, which I, in, in my own opinion, I didn't expect for him to come in, Week one, week two, you know, get 120, 130 yards receiving. And I, I kind of knew it might have taken some time, but um, you're right. You're 100% right about that, man. It's, it's happening. It's happening at the probably the best time it could have is right now we're about to take on two divisional opponents. And, um, you know, we're now three and three. So I, I guess this is a time where if it was going to happen, you know, rather now. I think the craziest thing that no one is mentioning or thinking about is, we're the first team in the history, probably, of, of the football, National Football League, to draft a tight end with this size, this speed, this, this dynamics, man, because usually they're bigger, they can block, and we're putting this dude, this dude, people don't realize, this dude has Megatron size. What do you think would have happened if, if look, and so, so listen, what, what would have happened, what would have happened if you would have put Megatron at tight end? Nobody would have been brave. No one would have been brave enough to do that. This dude is not really a tight end, man. He's a big wide receiver, bro, because he's light on his feet. And now shouts out to us for taking a chance on a person that's built like Megatron. He's built like, look at it, look it up. He's built like Megatron with the same speed, bro. It's a mismatch nightmare because everybody, I'm, I'm a George boy, man. And I watched him and uh, uh, I watched many games of him in Florida and everybody's take on him was, Okay, when you get to the NFL, you're going to have to block better. His blocking was terrible. I'm not going to lie. But he still – we are still starting this guy as a unicorn, and um, no one's done that, man. I don't care if you go to anybody that you say, Hawkinson, any of these tight ends that have been picked up, man. None of these guys have the skill set and size, hands, 
of, of speed that he has, bro, to be a tight end. He's not even really a tight end, man. So, shouts out to Atlanta for taking the risk, and this is what you're getting. This dude is like a Randy Moss, bigger Randy Moss at tight end, man. Yeah. It's scary. I mean, it's, 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 it's early. It's incredibly early to make this speculation, but, like, but like, hopefully he stays with us because, I mean, dude dude has potential, barring barring health and all. He has potential to be the best to ever play the position. So, that's true. That's true. That's true. I think, I think, I think, I don't, I don't think that we have to worry about that, but, but I will say this. I don't think for the first pick of a, a regime, unless your name is Tua, do you have to worry about your front, your front office saying, Hey, we're going to get rid of you because Pitts isn't going to get benched. He's not his. I don't think that he regresses at all. But what I will say is his stats might not go up because teams are going to have to start accounting for him, right? He might get bracket coverage, um, et cetera, et cetera. But I will say this, the one thing that I think he needs to change, and there was, there was, I think it was on his, his first or second catch that he had today where he caught it in space and he went to the middle of the field and he kind of lowered his head. He's got a, I don't know, man. Like I got, I got scared there because he took a blow to the head. The next thing that I want to see him do is kind of take care of himself. I'd like a little bit more weight on him. But you got to take care of yourself because you are the future of this franchise, um, along with a few pieces on the defense. But you are literally the the player that we are going to build around for years to come. So I don't know, I, Matt. I don't think that you got to worry about you know him staying with us. I think this is going to be one of those things. You know, I don't think Terry goes anywhere. I don't think Arthur goes anywhere for a while. But I think you at least look at it and you go, this was our first pick. He epitomizes the culture that we want to build and he's going to be here for his whole career. Yeah, they don't. They don't. No, I was I was going to say, man, that now when I say regress his numbers, I don't mean like the yards, of course, 130 yard games. I mean, we look, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we look at tight ends as far as TDs. What I'm saying is you find a guy like Grok that's slow and Grok will get you, if you target him in the red zone, he's going to catch every touchdown because of his body. You know what I'm saying? So if you look at Grock being the age he's, he is and, you know, the same age as Kelsey and those guys, they're not the fastest guys. They just take advantage. They just take advantage of these slow middle linebackers and these over-aggressive safeties, man. So what well, I guess what I'm trying to say is that he's so – I think he's – I keep saying, I don't even think he's a tight end, man. He's so – he's so – you know what I'm saying? He's so fast and tall that I think it's almost like we're cheating him to say he's a tight end. I think we're using him – so perfect, bro, as what he is. It's like we're we're labeling him as a tight end what he was drafted for. But man, he's gonna be a generational talent, bro. It, we're gonna start seeing more guys be like we're gonna see more guys being like this LeBron James type of guy playing court, uh tight end because of him, man. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think that's what I meant, man. Instead of saying like his yards and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I think uh I think he's going to start something. I think you're going to start seeing college yep. players that want to play the tight end, tight end position more. Um, he's bringing some, bringing some more flashiness yep. to the position. Because it was you know? frowned upon. Everybody wanted to be the glamour wide receiver. Nobody wanted to be, you know what I'm saying? And like I said, imagine, imagine, imagine if you would have took Megatron and be like, okay, Megatron, since you're so tall, but we're going to put you at tight end. Okay, we know you can't block as good, but run these routes. Man, Megatron, oh my goodness. So, you know what I'm saying? And, and, I, and I really, I really, I really love the Falcons for taking for taking that risk because, like I said, me watching him play for Florida, he wasn't the greatest blocker, man, but that boy can do some damage, man. But I do worry about him taking those hits, like you said, man, over the middle. 
And see, as an Atlanta fan base for the Falcons, we need that, uh, especially with this new regime coming in here. Um, and that's just another good reason us drafted them at four. You know, a lot of people doubted it. They wanted us to take a quarterback, but you know, we needed somebody to come in here, give these fans some hopes. You know, they, you know, we won three games, and now they, you know, yep. now they not yep. doubt. You got to win. That's all you got to do is win, man. And they're like, oh, look, Kyle Pitts is the truth. <laughs> Let me go get a jersey. Let yeah. me go get a jersey. Yeah, yeah. Let me go. I told you, man, we'll be fine as long as we can win. As long as we can get some wins in there and stay at 500, then everybody, look, the stadium going to start, you know, Kyle Pitt jerseys going to start selling, man. This is Atlanta at the end of the day, man. So, Yo, what's good, y'all? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Daily Dirty Bird. Uh, we appreciate y'all. If you if you search The Daily Dirty Bird on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you can find us there for social medias. If you want to hear more episodes, you can just search The Daily Dirty Bird on your favorite podcast app. We, we, we appreciate y'all. Uh, we got we got so much more coming for y'all. Rise up, baby. Atlanta Falcons.